0: Welcome to Christ Church. The following is a homily from our Sunday morning gathering in Tulsa, Oklahoma. Enjoy. Blessed be the God and Father of our Lord Jesus Christ, who has blessed us in Christ with every spiritual blessing in the heavenly places, just as he chose us in Christ before the foundation of the world to be holy and blameless before him in love. Amen. Don't sit down. Before I sit down, we're going to have an audience participation. I'd like you to take a cleansing breath. Close your eyes. Clear your mind and i want you to fill in the blank phrase i'm going to write, read a phrase and i want you to fill in the blank with the very first word that comes to your mind and as loud as you can cuz i want god to hear it <laughs> ready god is l- oh. amazing okay. thank you <laughs> good job so today, my homily is going to be about God's unconditional love and unending love. When I think of God, my first thought is always love. In the Bible, the most used words, after you remove all the prepositions and conjunctions and all that stuff, and you focus on the nouns, Lord is found seven thousand three hundred eighty-five, sixty-five times. God is 4,393 times. Man is 2,747 times. Israel is 2,509 times. Jerusalem is 956 times. Jesus is 953 times. And love, depending on the translation, is somewhere between 810 and 514 times. This is a little engineering nerdness. I look at Sarah because Sarah and I are engineers. Yet love is what many people first think about when they think about God. We know that God created everything. And in Genesis, it talked about how God, after he created it, he looked at it and he said it was good, meaning that he loved it. So why have I started my homily like this? Because God's love is unending, everlasting, steadfast, holy, true, and perfected in us. As time has gone on, I've come to realize how much more important my spiritual life is than my physical life. Living a strong spiritual life makes my day and maybe your day a lot easier. One reason that God sent His Son, our Savior, Jesus Christ, to be with us was to teach us about God and what about God wants us to do each day with our lives and how to interact with our brothers and sisters. We are intended and created to live our lives focused around God, our spiritual life, not about our day-to-day physical life, if that makes sense. I'm going to give you a little story about me and how I see God's unending love. We have a new Yorkie puppy. Hydro is about five months old now, and ever since we got him at 10 weeks, I've been watching him closely. I see in Hydro unconditional, everlasting, steadfast, and true love towards me. When I get up about 4.30 in the morning and go down to let him out at five, he almost comes through the gate of his cage trying to get to me. He runs around my feet. He jumps on my legs. He wants to lick my face. And he's so excited, his tail goes at least 5,000 RPMs. And why it hasn't <laughs> fall off, I don't know. But then I might leave the house and he looks at me and he's calmer and he appears to be questioning are you leaving me (laughs) but then when i return and walk in the door that same excitement that i saw first thing in the morning happens again if i come down from my office upstairs and he hasn't been with me i see it again and again and again every single moment if i scold him He'll stop for a moment and kind of put his head down. And then about three seconds later, he's all excited. Unconditional love. So he's taught me how important it is to show that type of love to everyone else that I come in contact with. And I try to do that. As I see the unconditional love in Hydro, I at least partially understand what God's unconditional love is all about for us. God loves us, always has, always will. And he not only wants us to love him back unconditionally, but as the second great commandment is written, we're to love our neighbors as ourselves. So do we love our neighbors as ourselves? Those with spouses significant others, siblings, parents, grandparents, grandchildren, relatives may be able to answer yes, but maybe only in part. What about those people that aren't your spouse's significant others, siblings, parents, grandchildren, and relatives? Do we love them unconditionally? Probably not. And I think the reason why is probably fear. We don't know a stranger. We don't we're fearful of who they might be what they look like what they might do to us it goes on and on and on there's all sorts of excuses so how do we as Christians fulfill the intent of God's second great commandment there's not a simple answer but perhaps one way is one person at a time Getting to know one new neighbor, getting to know one new person at church, getting to know one new person at work, getting to know someone who might be going through a traumatic experience that needs our friendship, kindness, caring, and love. There's three gospel reading choices for the liturgy this morning. Matthew 2, which I read just a minute ago, describes how the angels came to Joseph and told him to take Mary and Jesus and flee to Egypt to avoid Herod's decree to destroy the Christ child and remain there until the death of Herod and then be called back to Israel. But instead of returning to Judea, he returned to Nazareth to fulfill the prophecy that was read. So the unconditional love of God watched over his son through the love and obedience of Joseph to protect him, to allow his destiny to be fulfilled. The second reading that is an option for today is Luke 2. And it describes how Jesus' parents went to Jerusalem for the festival of the Passover. When the festival had ended, Mary and Joseph left in their group heading back home assuming that Jesus was up ahead with his friends. But found when he was not, they panicked, ran back to Jerusalem, and found him in the, after searching, found him in the synagogue, listening and talking to the teachers. When asked by Mary why he was there, Jesus' response was, Why were you searching for me? Did you not know I must be in my father's house? So the unconditional love of Mary was to watch over her son, to protect him and keep him safe, the same way that most any mother would do for their children. But Mary's a very special person. She agreed to allow the Holy Spirit to implant her with the Son of God, give birth to Him and raise our Saviour. There's been a Christmas gospel song I've been listening to over the Christmas season that said, Mary is the only person to ever kiss the face of God. Think of that trust that Mary and Joseph had in God to follow the instructions of the angels. What could be more representative of the unconditional love for God? They were obedient, trusting, caring and loving everyone wants to be cherished but human devotion isn't always dependable even in the most stable relationships change over time according to how the lovers feel the way they treat each other whether life is stressful or not but we can be thankful that God's love is quite different I've got six principles I'm going to discuss in really short that describe God's amazing affection for people. First, God's love is intrinsic to his nature. In 1st John it tells us that God is the source of love. It also reveals that love is not only the creator's fundamental fundamental character traits. He is love. In his very being. Second, God's love is universal. He has compassion on both believers and non believers. If you remember, he (coughs) befriended tax collectors and sinners. These two groups were despised by their fellow Jews because they were taking, uh, they were taking, exploiting them by either requiring more money due to Rome or the sinners who were scoffed at at God's law failed to participate in temple rituals or made money by sinful means. But Jesus didn't preach to or at these people. He actually enjoyed their company and they enjoyed his. Third, God's love is unconditional. Unlike earthly affection, His love doesn't fluctuate. The Father doesn't care more for us when we have pleased Him or any less when we have been failed or sinned. He loves us unconditionally. Fourth, God's God's love is sacrificial. Sacrificial. Jesus Christ surrendered his life on the cross so that we might have eternal life and joy, fellowship with God for all eternity, and while we were still living here on earth. Jesus' motivation was love for mankind. Fifth, God's love is contagious. When we walk in close fellowship with Christ, God's love flows through us to those around us. The human spirit, the Holy Spirit, fills us so we can extend unconditional love to others. And lastly, God's love is motivating. When we learn to set our minds on God's affection, we have a greater ability to overcome sin. Instead of indulging in fleshly desires, we allow His Holy Spirit to guide us. So as we go forth into the world each day, let us stop, look, listen, and feel the love that God has for us in each moment, and then share that love with those who we come in contact with each day. As long as I can remember, I've always had the prayer that the Christmas spirit would be within each of us each and every day throughout the year, not just at the Christmas season. What a different world this would be. So I ask you to help me with that prayer. In John 3, it reads, Dear friend, you are faithful in what you are doing for your brothers, even though they are strangers to you. This is a radical hospitality that we share because of the command that was given to us by Christ. Love thy neighbor. And we must ask, who is my neighbor? It can be anyone you know or anyone you don't know. The idea is to love them, serve them, and cherish them as friends. Step outside your comfort zone and help those around you. The following is a closing prayer that Father Keith sent me the morning that I wrote this homily, and I felt it appropriate to share with you. So let us pray. Gracious Lord, you have guided us to know the second greatest commandment. Help us to become the hospitable people that you have asked us to be. We pray for our neighbor. We work for our neighbor. We will assist our neighbor because of your love. Guide us to be faithful stewards of that love you have shared with us so that we may share these with friends who are strangers to us. In Christ's name we pray. Amen. Thank you for listening. For more, go to ChristChurchTulsa.org and peace be with you.